0: Well, I feel like our jumping off point has to be literally within the last hour, the Wall Mm -hmm. Street Journal published an op ed from ousted House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Mm -hmm. Announcing that he is going to be leaving Congress at the end of the year. So he's bailing his term was. Supposed to be up in January 2025, so he's bailing super early. He really wanted to get out.
1: Well, and hey, this is the first time he's doing something good for America. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so this within the last week that there was this war of words that he got into with matt gates who matt gates obviously as everyone knows probably his biggest foe in the house there's been a lot of bad blood between the two of them but where kevin mccarthy was uh, having an interview was speaking to Politico. And was asked about where he's sitting and how he's kind of dealing with the loss of the speakership. And and he said that there are people he respects and colleagues that he values and and then said, it's but not Matt Gates, who should be in jail. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I the fact that i somehow missed that quote and am only now discovering it
1: i did i actually hadn't seen that so i'm I, glad I, you uh
0: you yeah he said they, <laughs> he said well you have a cross section you have gates who belongs in jail and you have serious members which i mean <laughs> i just <laughs> absolutely love to see them um eating each other even on their way out the door and then Apparently, today I just saw this on Twitter. Gates, because he is nothing if not petty, tweeted McLevin, I think, in response to the announcement. So, uh, ha, ha. yeah. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. I, the thing is, like, they're both the same person.
0: Yeah, um, absolutely.
1: You know, asshole frat boys who exploit people and are sociopathic. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it's too bad he, they they couldn't take them both, them both out. But I guess we'll see. We get, McCarthy's kept keeps hyping all these ethics investigations against Matt Gates, but so far nothing has come out yet.
0: Yeah, um, there've been a uh, few announcements too. That sort of from from journalists even that sort of suggested that there was going to be some massive bombshell or something that was going to happen. I mean, we obviously there's a record of Gates and as most mm-hmm. of our listeners probably know, questions about his involvement with women, young women who are not of legal age and just bad behaviors. So I think there was another, mm-hmm. I'm forgetting who specifically accused him of showing pictures of women who he con- he hooked up with, I think nude pictures on his phone on the fucking house floor. For, so uh, yeah, he's. Yeah. I mean, just bad behavior. There was a whole Venmo scandal so yeah, there's a long sort of both e and just gossip trail around him but nothing's materialized. It's the latest sort of bombshell that's supposed to be the thing that really like casts him out of congress. I'd love to see it. Yeah. Day.
1: There's a lo- there's a lot of shoes waiting to be dropped hopefully.
0: Yeah, uh, there are. There what, certainly are.
1: What, I mean, you can see why he left. I mean, he was completely accumulated. basically, yeah. seems like the only thing he had lived for was to become the Speaker of the House.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> and basically, sold his soul to to get it. And you know what they say, Del Soli might need it one day. <laughs> yep.
1: Well, and but I guess in Republican politics, you don't. <laughs> but on the other hand, the Republican Party certainly isn't any better off of having him leave, especially given that Mike Johnson took over, slotted in and is far more extreme. Although it has been interesting though, looking at there, there's that, you remember that, that movie, a few good men, which is really
0: not a very good movie. You can't handle the truth.
1: Yeah. Well, there's, yeah, that's the line. Everybody remembers it. But the other line that I always thought was also memorable was you sleep under the blanket of freedom that I provide for you. That's basically what the the right wing has been doing. Like they've, they, they are entirely dependent on Democrats to keep government functioning, like they cannot pass a budget on their own in the house. They are completely and totally dysfunctional and they are constantly having to reinvent the wheel and rediscover everything anew. And Mike Johnson, when when he was on the outside of the leadership, he would vote against things like government funding for various things or go against Ukraine funding. And then once he got into being the Speaker of the House, he's suddenly having to realize, oh, these are things that actually are important, and I can't just... Pretend and take make comments from the peanut gallery. Like
0: right. that's
1: the entirety of of right wing media is that they don't none of it's serious. They don't take any of it seriously other than this naked raw ambition for power. Will to power is the only thing that they really have. Everything else is fungible. Seems like
0: yeah. agree. I mean, I yeah. Keep going.
1: Okay. No, and I was going to say, and that's like a perfect segue for our.
0: next series
1: of topics because and uh, unintentionally though i i I can't credit myself for it but yeah because the republican party as trump has been performing better in polls relative to biden has that now they've been making real active plans for well this is what we're going to do if we win Uh and and they're so extreme and so proud of their extremism that they're openly boasting about it. I mean, it's just the all these organizations are put, coming together with the Heritage Foundation at the top to create a jobs bank for people, basically, that is ideological for government workers, bureaucrats, with the intent that they want to destroy the civil service and to put their own cronies into office. And Steve Bannon made that quite explicit. And they've they've been issuing all these threats against various people. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. just, and and Steve Bannon, he was talking to Kash Patel, who was a former national security advisor for Trump when he was the president. And he said, I want to make clear to people, this is for real. We're not just saying shit here. We're not just running our mouths. We are going to purge everyone that we can from government who is not a hardcore Christian Nationalist extremists like us. Do you feel conf- confident that you will be able to deliver the goods? That we can have serious prosecutions and accountability. And I want the Morning Joe producers that watch us and all the producers that watch us. This is just not rhetoric. We're absolutely dead serious. We're not. You. You cannot have a constitutional republic and allow what these uh, deep staters have done to the country. The deep state, the administrative state, the fourth branch of government, never mentioned in the Constitution, is going to be taken apart brick by brick. And the people that did these evil deeds will be held accountable and prosecuted, criminal prosecutions. That's the sick, twisted people that that watch MSNBC that must be defeated so they no longer can infest, right? the, the, The government of this country, they all have to be purged. Purged, right? Anybody would think that was bad has to be purged. And that's what we're going to do. And it isn't just that at the high level, there, this is something that's happening top to bottom, um, not just the White House, but even at the much smaller level operative people as well, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, there was that news the item about Trevi and Cootie, who is one of the people who's now being charged as part of the RICO trial in Georgia, but who mm-hmm. apparently went on Instagram Live and said that she was going to, quote, fuck her whole life up about Ruby Freeman, who is one of the folks that was, who's been targeted by Trump as supposedly as helping steal the election from him under this, like, nonsense, stop the steal thing. I mean, they basically made, there are two women whose lives the whole MAGA movement has made, MAGA movement has made absolute hell in georgia initially i think it's giuliani who would called them out but these women have just suffered nonstop all kinds of threats from from the moment that they launched this whole campaign against them and made them very visible targets so yeah i mean it's it's i feel like it's just part of kind of the, the ethos of trump world to issue threats and tell people that you're coming after them and that you're sticking your dogs on them mm-hmm. whenever you can yeah
1: yeah, like they're they wanting people to make sure you realize, yes, we are fascists. Um, yeah. And, and they do it in every, every single way. And like even, I mean, outside the Beltway as well, in Texas, the Republican Party had, they had been having a, a little bit of internal controversy over a consultant. For normal people, it would be instant removal. But nonetheless, yeah, in the Republican Party, they had been having a debate over whether their political activists should be associating... Like, guys, with. is it
0: bad to hang out with Nazis? I mean, <laughs> the fact that this is the kind of thing that is, like, still up for debate among Republicans is incredible.
1: Yeah. No, and and it's... And and, it, and it's it's important also to note that like they, they do this under the rubric of, we're in favor of free speech. We're not going to cancel any. We're going to have a completely open dialogue. But then at the same time, they also... But then we're
0: also going to gonna ban. ban books and get people ousted from their jobs at universities and keep a watch list of professors. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so, but they... So the Texas Republicans, they were unable to pass a resolution that prohibited people from affiliating with <laughs> Nazi right. sympathizers. I mean, it just really Which is basically co-signing,
0: everything. giving a thumbs up to hanging out with Nazi sympathizers. I mean, that's not something that troubles them. So,
1: No, yeah, no, it is. And you see it also at the top on at Twitter as well, like Elon Musk Came in with this fake free speech lie bullshit, and but has then also like one of the very first things he did was ban uh, journalists that he didn't a, like. He, he's, that's right, yeah, he's banning journalists he didn't like. While at the same
0: time, open throwing the doors open to people like Andrew Anglin and other folks who mm-hmm. have really despicable ideas, welcoming yeah. them back onto the platform, and at the same time, kind of banning people that he whose writing he doesn't like. So. yeah,
1: and especially people who report on him.
0: Yeah, exactly. specifically.
1: Yeah. And I think sometimes people who might be more further to the right than you and I are, when they hear us say things like that, sometimes they they're, it's easy for them to say, Oh, those are just woke people exaggerating uh-huh. shit. Um, and but the reality is, so like, that's what the, the racist activists are saying to themselves. And, and Nick Fuente's uh, who also actually was the person that <laughs> caused the controversy in Texas. Um, he, he had said explicitly uh, in talking with uh, Richard Spencer, the, the alt-right guy, saying that you know Twitter under Elon Musk has been very welcoming for us. And I will roll that clip for the audience so they can hear that.
0: Uh, but But I agree. I think
1: Musk is a very deft and strategic player with this. And I think it's ultimately for our benefit, as evidenced by recent events. Yeah, look, he said absolutely correct to a somewhat random right-wing Twitter user who basically gave a Kevin McDonald argument. You know, yeah, and he just said absolutely, cor- this is absolutely correct. I mean, I yeah, that is, I I have to say that's remarkable. So you don't have to take our word for this. You can say that we're biased, or that we're just a bunch of woke communists, or what was it that Gavin Mc- McInnes called you, Kelly? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Communist, Black Panther type, or something like that. Yeah, yeah it's actually yeah. in my so, it's actually in my Twitter bio. And he called me oh, yeah. a Black Power, civil rights type communist.
1: <laughs> yes. Well. And I and, and I should yeah. have
0: sent him a note that says, "Oh, you that said, oh, you flatter me."
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, you don't have to take the 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 word of people like us. Just listen to what they say. They're the ones who know who is helping white nationalism. And according to them, it's Elon Musk. And I think that's pretty indisputable at this point. And, and let me
0: say that they have consistently said, I mean, this is a thing that they've said consistently about the right, right? Like it's a thing that we heard. There's a reason why the alt-right attached themselves to, and they use basically the same language that Nick Fuentes is using, one of their favorite phrases. And the thing that actually introduced me to the phrase, the Overton window, was when the alt-right was going on and on about how excited they were about Trump. While they were saying that maybe he didn't go far enough, they, you know, they felt like he was someone who was kind of doing the work for them, even if he Mm -hmm. wasn't pushing it as far as they would like to see it go. So they've identified the people that helped them. There's a reason why Tucker Carlson has a huge audience of people who self-identify as racist and garden variety, Nazi sympathizers who are avid fans of his show and who or, or who his show that used to exist on Fox and who've credited mm-hmm. him with making Main, it, it much more amenable. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's, yeah, they're fully aware of it. It's a thing that they've said for years now and yeah, it's definitely not just us making it up. You can listen to them yourselves.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and another instance of this confluence of extremism is with Mike Johnson recently. The right, Immediately during January 6th, the invasion had concocted a a bullshit made up nonsense, which they knew to be false. Yeah, claiming that the rioters who were trying to kill Mike Pence and stop him from certifying the election were actually left wing people who didn't want Trump to not be the president. Like, although
0: let's be clear that (laughs) they were saying a bunch of things at once, which is how we knew that they didn't mean it, right? So, on the one hand, Some of the same people were saying, well, these were people that came out and cosplayed as Trump supporters. They were actually Mm -hmm. Antifa and probably BLM supporters. And at the same time, those people were saying that January 6th folks that had been arrested for the insurrection were were actually, (laughs) that they were patriots and that they were political prisoners and that they were being persecuted by the deep state. I mean, they were saying all these things at once because because it's not actually about having any factual basis for anything that you're saying, but just putting out enough noise that nothing is clear and that you obfuscate everything. I mean, that's, that's what they do is they just take, suck up all the air in the room with all their nonsense.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so, and yeah, and, and that is a really important point, which we will come back to in a second. But yeah, like Mike Johnson, so he in support of that conspiracy theory had decided that he was going to publicly release all of the footage that had been captured in the Capitol or almost all of the footage, the video footage security cameras and they've been ecstatic with beside themselves because and, and, and it's complete nonsense because like they've had this idea it's going to exonerate people but the reality is everybody who was charged with some crime related to january 6 who was in the capitol had access to all the footage that was pertinent to them under the rules of federal evidence you have to do that and so if if there were some sort of exonerating footage it would have already come out by now <laughs> but nonetheless these people are stupid and so they really they really believe that it's going to be exonerating for them but but at the same time they've been angry at Mike Johnson because he's has been slow in releasing it because he's making people go through and manually blur faces on the on the on the video because he he wants to make sure people are protected from prosecution and it's like this is basically him saying, "We are trying to protect criminals."
0: Right. Um, Although I think he, I mean, yes, that is very obviously what he was saying. He, I mean, he he literally said out loud, "Because we don't want people to be uh, prosecuted by the DOJ." I mean, he he said that in a speech into a microphone in front of the press. But he yeah. did. I think. I mean, clearly there was must he must have had some kind of a tongue lashing from counsel because he then issued something that kind of walked it back a little bit.
1: Because that's normally not the kind of thing
0: that you admit.
1: Yeah, through Um, his spokesman, Raj Shah, who, by the way, is a former top executive at Fox News, should be pointed out. And basically, the statement was that FACE's are to be blurred from public viewing footage to prevent all forms of retaliation against private citizens from any non-governmental actors which
0: which is actually just a bunch of crap that they came up with afterwards really hastily so that he because because of the fact that he had said what he meant on the record yeah
1: and, yeah that's right and it is in fact the case that yeah the the federal investigators had complete access to all of this footage already, and also the defendants did as well. So, this is in many ways not even more of an admission that they're trying to stop people from being held accountable because the reality is there are, it looks like hundreds of thousands of hours between all the different cameras, right? Or at least tens of thousands of hours of footage. And there's no way that the federal government has been able to go through that prosecutors and investigators. They just could, they don't have the resources. So, that's basically what they're saying: is we don't want the public to identify criminals.
0: Oh, we don't and, want the public to identify our criminal.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> and that's and that's what it is. Like everything, law and is, order
0: for thee, but not for me.
1: That's right, um, and you know, and so like they, I they thought this was some sort of, uh, you know, <laughs> way of covering his ass. But in 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 many ways, it made it explicit. This is what they're trying to do. Uh, to protect people from being prosecuted. There's a, a group of people who are, they've organized around a hashtag on Twitter called sedition hunters, and they have directly led to the prosecution of a number of people who they were able to identify and the, the feds had no idea who they were. So, I mean, yeah, yeah it's,
0: it's, it's been a big sort of crowdsource <laughs> from the very beginning. People enthusiastically kind of crowdsourcing, identifying some of these people, but mm-hmm. I, the, the, Thing that I thought was so incredible is the. To, I love the idea that Mike Johnson is some kind of a like Antifa plant who secretly, <laughs> who has been for years pretending to be this religious nut and is actually a hard line anarchist who's just been waiting to get to this position so that he can blur the faces of all <laughs> the all, all of the Antifa that invaded the the Capitol. Yeah. Today
1: yeah yeah no and, and that's and 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 that is it's it's really notable because like they they really don't believe it because they would have pursued that in their own investigation they they filed their own fake report to try to counteract yeah. the january 6th Committee, and they didn't discuss that at all because they don't believe it and right like, but the thing is like in the in the media they're never called To account for that. And they're never made to explicitly say, well, why don't you ever explore this? I've never heard them be forced to answer that question. But it goes back to that discussion we had last time about right privilege. Like Nobody forces them to actually have to elucidate their ideas because they're total bullshit. And they don't actually believe most half the things they say. But the media plays along
0: with it and treats it like, But the media plays along with it and treats it like it's their actual opinion and like engages in this ridiculous, ridiculous theater, which only sort of bolsters it and legitimizes it. And that's a massive, Mm -hmm. massive fucking issue.
1: It is. And Trump more more recently has been trying to focus the attention of his followers and supporters to try to do his typical tactic of when people are making truthful, fact-based allegations against him. He mm-hmm. tries to flip it around and say, no, it's really you. And it's like, and ultimately, this is the, <laughs> the equivalent. Entire of, ethos of are. the right. to be honest. Yeah, it is. No, it is. And, I and mean, it's literally, like,
0: like we talk about this all the time. Every, every accusation is a confession or every accusation is projection. I mean, you can bet that almost every single time that the right wing is pointing at someone on the left and accusing them of any number of things, it's actually something that they're participating in.
1: Yeah. And and so in Trump's case, he was trying to say that no, it's Biden that is the threat to democracy. And 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 key to that narrative for him is getting his supporters to believe that Biden is directing these prosecutions that Trump is facing now in, in all these jurisdictions, even though directly several of these are state-based prosecutions and Biden has no authority over funny Willis or the various New York prosecutors against him. So it's a, it's a, it's a blatant lie. But when you talk to, or, and like, but the Republican base really does believe it that Biden is controlling Jack Smith and, and telling him what well, to do. Well,
0: they think that, that, that Biden is controlling it, but that actually Obama's controlling Biden, <laughs> which, which they really, they actually really believe they do. that Obama yeah. is actually the puppeteer and that his, what anything that biden does is actually under orders from obama
1: yeah yeah no and 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 it is absurd and it's funny though because like in a lot of ways and 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 it bugged the hell out of me when i was on the right in the latter years like people they thought that obama was controlled by somebody else and they've been obsessed with this idea that biden was going to drop out and trying to propagate that that rumor that he's going to be substituted for somebody, usually Michelle Obama or whatever, Michelle but like Obama, yeah. they did this when Obama was in his first term, like toward the, before the 2012 election, they thought that Obama was going to drop out and that Obama was secretly being controlled by Hillary Clinton or Bill Clinton, or like it, it's like they, they could, they, they, they spent years propping up this hate, hate figures of hate for them and it's yeah. hard for them to let go of these people that they have been, have convinced themselves are ruling the world and murdering people and whatever. And like, and you still like, I still see it on Fox News or Newsmax. Every, if you tune in once in a while, they'll be like, "Ooh, I think Hillary's going to come and be the nominee for the Democrats." Yeah, and it's so laughable. But it's like, you know, and and like, it, it there really is like the the line between manipulation and delusion. It is so impossibly blurred like it's it's like you know that that george costanza line the the character it's not a lie if you believe it like that is really the republican epistemology and so but anyway but and so like trump he's he's claiming that biden's directing all this stuff and and Fox, of course, dutifully leapt at the chance to call Biden a fascist and a communist. And, and Fox and friends, and we'll, we'll play the clip so people can, can hear them talking about it.
0: As the Democrats have sort of removed the mask of who they are, and we've seen it on display um, in many ways, especially over the last couple months um, through these protests, I love that he is just naming it out, calling them communists and fascists. Let's just have a really blunt, honest conversation about what are the choices in this election. I like the phrase, the destroyers of democracy. Now, listen, I don't know if it's a matter of human nature, but I definitely know it's a matter of political strategy that the left has engaged successfully for a good half a decade now of accusing their opponents of the sins which they are committing. Yes, They have done it very successfully, whether or not it's on race, whether or not it's on science... It does not matter. What they have done is demonize others for the things that they are secretly doing.
1: They were overjoyed to see Trump doing this. And they're like, yes, this is, I I thought it was so great because they're the ones that are destroying democracy, not us. And to me, when I saw that, I was like, they don't believe what they're saying. They're enjoying the deception. Uh,
0: And I just want to fit this in, even though we don't have a lot of time, to hit on mm-hmm. two more things but it's interestingly earlier this week we learned that well there's a moms for liberty story that uh it's it's pretty juicy so the ziegler to, <laughs> your, um, christian ziegler who is the head of the republican party in florida Uh, is married to Bridget Ziegler, who's one of the co-founders of Moms for Liberty. He Mm -hmm. is currently being charged with rape and sexual assault of um, an unidentified woman. But this woman, uh, according to um, the police investigate, police have said that they they spoke to both Bridget Ziegler, who is, again, the the co-founder of Moms for Liberty and the wife in this case, and the, the woman who is alleging that she was sexually assaulted by Christian Ziegler. Um, and they definitely had some kind of a three-way about a year ago. They had sex once before. They had a three-way once before oh, okay. about a year ago. And he wanted to do this again. This is, I, I guess, relatively recently. But apparently his wife, who, again, is the Moms for Liberty co-founder, Bridget backed out. And according to the Jane Doe, who was making these allegations, he then showed up. She wasn't interested and had texted him that she didn't want to participate unless his wife was there. And then he sexually assaulted her. But to get back to the reason why I really wanted to talk about this is because these are the mm-hmm. people who have one, they were really huge stars in Florida's Republican on Florida's oh, Republican. scene. Yeah. So big up and comers, and definitely a huge part of kind of that, the culture shift that was happening in Florida and that has been taking place over the last few years. Pushing these crazy policies of, of banning books and helping inform all of Ron DeSantis's, what I would call white well, and also take over our per- curriculum.
1: Yeah. Well, and also explicitly persecuting, you know, LGBTQ
0: folks. <laughs> Oh, in, teachers in they, for yeah yeah literally well, teachers, they wanted yes, to make but a it. a lot of their focus is on persecuting people who they think are pushing lifestyles that they don't agree with, and that was mm-hmm. often that's pretty much yep. a euphemism for LGBTQ folks who who they, who they mm-hmm. as part of this larger movement, yeah. have deemed groomers and equated mm-hmm. being part of the LGBTQ community with being pedophiles, right? So yeah. these are the yeah, people who are, have appointed themselves the moral arbiters of our country right now, and they are doing, mm-hmm. it's always do as, I say not as I do with these people, but once again, we have another example mm-hmm. of how the hypocrisy on the right. Not that hypocrisy shames them at all, because if it did, we'd be having a very different conversation, but you can't shame them. You can't shame,
1: yeah. them, shame them. You can't. And yeah, once again, so they, this woman had founded a group against bisexuals, and she was herself a bisexual person, and they do the same thing with abortion. The Republican elites—they can have abortions, I, and and like—and you saw that, like you see that on Fox News before Republicans got so hammered by the voters in multiple elections or every election where this was on the ballot that they they would constantly say, "Well, don't worry about it. You can just go in and get an abortion if you want. Just go to another state." And it's like they have no understanding or even thought that there might be people who are pregnant who cannot afford to go to another state or they don't have a car or if their parents found out that they had left to go to another state to get an abortion like they would have their life at risk or whatever be thrown on the street like they cannot even begin to fathom that this is anything that could impact other people and and it's like yet again it's like they want everything to be a certain way, but they understand that naturally not everyone will do it. I uh, mean, they
0: don't even want to live in the world they're trying they to right? the force the rest one. of us to live in, right? They don't even, the yes, world that yes. they are trying to curate is so repressive and awful that they themselves, at least behind the scenes, they don't even want to live in that world.
1: Yeah. No, no. And many that, of them that,
0: don't, frankly. Many of them don't, frankly. I mean, the image that they project yeah. is coincides with with this idea of the world that they tell mm-hmm. us that they want. But yeah, it's a it, it's a shitty, sucky, dark, <laughs> regressive world. And yeah. Yeah, very few people, including those on the right, want to live in it.
1: Yeah. No. And and I think that's especially true of the women, uh, because you know, if your policies are about you know, making it harder for women to have a job or women to have birth control or have an abortion or to have just any sort of autonomy for yourself. No one wants that. Even they don't want that. And you can see that in the way that their most prominent women live their lives. Ann Coulter, never been married. Laura Ingram, never been married. These women do not want to live in the world that they want everyone else to live in.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But this is not something you can say on CNN or even uh-huh. on MSNBC. You can't call them out for what they want because we have to protect this fiction that they have for themselves. And on this podcast, we're over that shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But
1: one person that we're not over, I'm afraid. it's
0: Torin Santos. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, you go. Ahead,
0: yeah. I'm gonna. You go ahead and introduce the story, but it's just a kind of fun thing to talk about. Yeah. Well. Yeah. No.
1: The the George Santos, his person. He's he's been such a nice break for everybody. I think because yeah. his crimes are not harming people. Generally yeah. Speaking. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> and,
0: and, and, yeah. It feels like compared to some of the most prominent players that his. They're a lot less lethal, ultimately, right? They feel like yeah. more victimless crimes. It's like if George Santos, who and the, and the way the story ostensibly that we're picking up on right now is the fact <laughs> that he is doing these cameo appearances. Mm-hmm. I heard that the actual figure this morning, actually, I went running and I was listening to do a podcast and it, they mentioned that the figure was something like four hundred thirty four dollars and twenty cents. I just remember the 20 cents really specifically. <laughs> but that's what you pay to get an appearance from George Santos. And then he will, I don't know if you haven't used Cameo before, you basically hire a celebrity of your choice and that you get them to relay a message to someone. And it's this fun thing where they record a video for them and ha ha ha. But the great thing about, I think, George Santos is, yeah, he ultimately in this moment where so many things feel so scary, it's nice to have a political criminal who it doesn't feel like <laughs> is going to re- take a sledgehammer to democracy or something. And yeah. just, yeah, it's like he, there, there is something I think that's very, in the way that you want to watch like a John Waters movie, you want to watch someone being just ridiculously over the top being mm-hmm. this kind of absurd person and lying constantly and and, and you just <laughs> kind of laugh and go How about oh, that's the just most go.
1: absurd and yeah, ridiculous like, things <laughs> you go oh
0: that's just george and and i also i think this probably won't end well because he's obviously sort of like picked up on the fact that there are a lot of people who started off kind of hating him who now just can't stop <laughs> watching and I think he's gonna really like relish that for as long as he can. I mean, if he ends up with a dancing mm-hmm. for the dancing with the stars spot, none of us would be surprised, right? He's gonna he's gonna melt this as much as he can. But which is why it won't end well. But for now, it's like the I mean, in a moment when our news feeds are filled with dead children and a serial sexual assaulter who very likely is going to assume the presidency and absolutely destroy democracy and Commit crimes against humanity. He feels like an innocuous breather comparatively.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and no, then you who know can't what, watch? Actually... A, I
0: mean, who doesn't want to watch a diva be a diva?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he and he is a throwback, actually, to the to traditional political scandal because yeah, the last person to be thrown out of the house was Jim Trafficant, who mm-hmm. was a representative from Ohio. And he was one, one of these absurd characters, just like George Santos. He was—he used to end all of his speeches from the floor of the house with "Beam me up, Scotty," in a Star Trek reference. And he would wear this ridiculous toupee on his head, and sometimes it would be the wrong direction. <laughs> like it was—it was totally nuts and into all the every possible conspiracy theory, which back then were much less harmful than they are now and so like he would be up there talking about aliens or bigfoot or who who the hell knows what came into his mind on any given day and, and like so but eventually he got thrown out because he had again committed a lot of financial crimes and, yeah and in his case had refused to pay his taxes for a number of years so yeah like george santos he's, he's a throwback to the way things used to be <laughs> yeah
0: doing it with retro panache I think that yeah I mean obviously there is a more serious conversation to be said to be had about the sad fact that he wasn't properly vetted by his party that the media there was coverage of a lot of his crime by a local Long Island paper that the media didn't do its due diligence until he'd already been elected that it yeah. took this long for him to be expelled there's a there is a really sort of very sad overall commentary that we could have Mm -hmm. a serious conversation about it. But we're not gonna have it right now because we just love (laughs) watching the disaster that is him.
1: That's right, yeah. Yeah, everybody, it's nice to to see a a shit show every once in a while. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) Uh, exactly. uh, And and the only victims in this case are are Republican donors, so hey, fuck them.
0: (laughs) No, It's actually a silver lining, there you go.
1: Yeah, that's right. All right, well, I think that will do it for this one. Uh, always a good conversation. And uh, yeah. we'll see everybody next week.
0: Yeah. All right. All good right. luck. Okay. Bye.